Lekut HaSichas Chelek Tezvav Parsha Vayigash Sicha Dalad Of the Verter Vayeyachsu Ba On the words in the Pasuk that say Let's the Pasuk of Nuzah Parsha Which is the last Pasuk of our Parsha It says And they took hold of it Let's just translate it that way for now Vayeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Mitzrayim the Pasuk is, and the Yidin settled in Eretz Mitzrayim, the Eretz Gaishan, in the land of Gaishan, and they took a hold of it, and they procreated and they multiplied very much so. So there are two interpretations on the word what exactly does it mean? One, one explanation is the Pirush from the Yeachzu, Leitn Pshat from Pasuk, which is the simple understanding, the plain understanding of the Pasuk, Virashi Taich, the way Rashi explains it, Loshnachuza, which means they settled in, they bought um, estates there, they bought homes there, they occupied the land. The second interpretation is from Medrash, comes from the Medrash. The Medrash says that what it means is that the, the country, the land in which they settled, took hold of them. It, so to speak, took control of them. Like a person that is forced into a situation, they were, got stuck in the land there. Which means as ve'yeachzu is the actual word means is from loshnachiza hauten, which means to take hold of, not that they took hold. The land took hold of them. Why is it that the simple understanding cannot mean that it took hold? From is mashma from the 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 way the the pasuk continues unfolds? It says they settled in Mitzrayim and Eretz Goshen and they vayyachazu and then and they multiplied is mashma. So from that it would seem as in the verta vayyachazu but made the Torah to understreichen that in the word vayyachazu the Torah is trying to emphasize the meifin vazeir b'zetzen zich in Eretz Goshen the way that they settled, what was the how did they settle into Eretz Goshen? As Eretz Given, Azavas had gebracht, Suba of That the type, the way they settled in, led to that they multiplied greatly. Kemenish al-Dar Hapshat learned the Pirisha Medrash, therefore, according to the simple understanding of the Pasuk, it's difficult to say the way the Medrash says, Azairis Yashus is given in an oifen from Balkarchai that their living there was forced upon them because that wouldn't the natural uh, result of that would not be that they multiplied greatly they flourished you don't flourish in a situation in which you are forced into and it's also uh, difficult to say that the meaning is that they took hold of it meaning they didn't took hold of the land of Goshen, that Yidin, they gained control of it by you know, moving in. Because then it should have said, that would mean the Aleph Mitachoylam 
but the, the Aleph of Vayoychzu would be with a Chaylam, which means they took hold. Not that they were taken by it. Aleph with a comments, which is an Aleph with a comments, as is an in Turch Ir, Gehalt Nivaran, which if you if you're want to interpret the word Vayoychzu as meaning holding on to, so then it doesn't mean that they held on to it, but the way it's written with, uh, with a comments under the Aleph means they were held by it. So there are two interpretations. Shoifil Mogiret, it's been discussed many times as Oiv Sizainindom Meri Perushim for Nazal, that if there are a number of different in, interpretations for the same word, other inyun, or the same idea, Maintis Nish, in other words, there is a string of Psukim or a Pasuk, which is interpreted in two different ways. Maintis Nish has designed in Gansam Mochulitzvishnzich, it doesn't mean that they have completely different meanings, because there are two interpretations. Nor other but to the contrary, since both interpretations explain the same word, we have to say that there is some connection between the two, otherwise the same word wouldn't be expressing two completely different ex- uh, explanations, meanings. More likely that the word, because it's shared two, in, uh, two explanations for the same word, they are somehow connected. Aber, however, in this case, these two explanations of the word it would seem that not only do they, are they not connected, nor but to the contrary, they are contrary interpretations of the word, one or the other. Leuten Pshat from Pasuk, according to the meaning of the Pasuk, Zayne Diverta Veyachzubal Madgish Adis Yashus Bene Israel is an Erisgation is given in Eifen Vaziz Givaran Zeirland. According to the way that Pasuk seems to be saying it, it sounds like they're settling into the word Veyachzu, which means they 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 inherited it. It almost has a connotation of inherited it. Is means that they made it theirs. The way the Pasuk is describing is they made it their place. They made it into their estate, their holding. But that's in the simple meaning, but according to the Medrash, would seem as the is that the emphasis of the Pasuk shows this opposite. That not only did they not make it their own home, but the the land f- took them into captivity. They became into captivity. You can't call that they made it their home. To the contrary, they were forced into a situation. So the 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 two explanations seem to be contradictory to each other. That then is then is So this will be understood. By explaining the previous um, Rashi, on the beginning of this pasuk, was in in with the beginning of the pasuk, which is the introduction to the word Rashi there quotes the words that the Jewish people settled in Eretz Yisrael, and as Mefarshin he explains. The Heichon, where in Eretz Mitzrayim did they settle? Be'eretz Goshen, the land of Goshen, Shehim Eretz Mitzrayim, which is 
in the land of Mitzrayim. It's part of the land of Mitzrayim. The Farshim Zogan, the commentators say, as Rashi kumt bavaran in the Shiloh, why is, what's Rashi saying here? What is he trying to explain? He's trying to explain the following question. From the way the Pasuk phrases it, they settled in Eretz Mitzrayim, in the land of Goshen. Is mashma, it could seem as a zanitzfebazundur aratzis. It could seem that there are two different places. One is called the land of Mitzrayim, one is called the land of Goshen. So, and they settled, it would seem almost like they settled in two different places, in the land of Mitzrayim as well as in the land of Goshen. The Rashi, therefore, Rashi says that it's not to be understood that way. Rather, there's a comma there, Veheichon, where is this place? Um, where in Mitzrayim did they settle? Be'eretz Goshen, in the city of Goshen. It's as if the Pasuk would spell it out. They settled in Mitzrayim, where? In Eretz Goshen. Even though the word where doesn't appear in the Pasuk, of course, but Rashi is trying to give us the sense of what the Pasuk is saying. But this, in a, this is not understood. Because, Why does Rashi have to follow up afterwards? Those words, okay, I can understand. Where in Eretz Goshen? But why does Rashi have to give a follow-up? Because Goshen is part of Mitzrayim. That is understood from the the Pasuk says, the Yidin settled in the land of Mitzrayim, where in Eretz Goshen, which makes it understood, self-understood, that Goshen is in Mitzrayim. Why does Rashi have to say that? Another thing, you can ask the same question about the Pasuk itself. Why does the Pasuk even have to say that they settled in Eretz Mitzrayim? And then say, where in Eretz Mitzrayim? In the land of Goshen. It would be enough if the Pasuk said that they settled in the land of Goshen. And we already know from previous Psukim that that is in the land of Mitzrayim. It's, it's said earlier in the Pasha, Befeirish. Clearly stated, as Eretz Goshen is the tale from Eretz Mitzrayim, that the land of Goshen is a province or a city in the land of Mitzrayim. So why does the Torah here have to say, they settled the Mitzrayim in Goshen? Why does it just say, they settled in Goshen? A third thing, If Rashi is simply trying to explain the, um, the, many, the many words in the Pasuk, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Be'eretz Goshen, this uh, double uh, double uh, geographic uh, location. Favos is a maitik from Pasuk, Oich Devetav Yeshiv Yisrael. If he's just trying to explain the words Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Be'eretz Goshen, why does he quote also by Yeshiv Yisrael? The Yidin settled. That's not germane to understanding that Eretz Mitzrayim is, that Eretz Goshen is an Eretz Mitzrayim. Why does he need that as a part of the quote which he's going to explain? Gimel, the beer in them. So to explain, Rashi is da oisin subavaran and the stira from as the stira from teichen apostik from afriyedike parsha. Rashi is trying to explain an apparent contradiction that comes here from an earlier parsha. It would seem that there is a contradiction to what was said before. 
by Mbris ben Absarim, when Avram had his covenant between the pieces, when Hashem spoke to him and forewarned him about the, uh, that their, his children would be strangers in the land, they would be uh, slaves there and so on. Hashem said to Avram, he said, your children will be strangers in a land that doesn't belong to them. But afterwards they would leave with great wealth. Thus haste. So what was said over there? As That before the Yidin get to go and settle in Eretz Yisrael, which Hashem promised him there as well, that he will give him Eretz Yisrael, first they will have to go suffer through a golos, an exile to be a stranger in a land that doesn't belong to them but so then the contradiction is how is it possible to say that the Yidin suffered this golos which Hashem had foretold by being in Mitzrayim when we see in this Pasuk that the Jewish people settled in to that Latin uh, when it says they settled it means somebody that lives there permanently which is the opposite of being a stranger in some other someone else's land when you settled in and you, you bought houses and you're there it's not a stranger in somebody's land and in addition to that, in Eretz Goshen, they settled in where in Mitzrayim, in the land of Goshen. Eretz Goshen was, as the Pasuk tells us earlier, it's the best part, the best part of, of Eretz Mitzrayim. When in Anoifen, and the way they settled was in a way, the Pasuk is the Messiah, as the, the Pasuk concludes, from Vayach they took hold of the land which means they acquired ownership of the land it became their estate their place where they live so it's no longer that they're living in a land that belongs to strangers it's their land they settled in the best part of Mitzrayim they got to buy and land and, and settled in and so on how do you call that a stranger in someone else's land that's what Rashi is trying to to reconcile that contradiction. And that's why Rashi also quotes the words and yes, the, Yid, the Jewish people settled. While the Shverekheit and Pasuk is, because the difficulty of this Pasuk is, as we mentioned in the Meifen von Yisrael's Vayeshev in Erez the difficulty is saying that the Jewish people settled into the land of Goshen. So that leads to the contradiction, to the apparent contradiction from they're supposed to be strangers. What do you mean they settled in? So Rashi needs to quote those words to make understood what the question is and what we're dealing with here. The Kasha Bavaran the Posik versus Mevur in Pirush Rashi. So this question the Pasuk actually answers this difficulty um, this, question that Rashi is try- this question that Rashi is dealing with in this Pasuk that's what the Pasuk is trying to explain when it adds the words that's why Rashi says because it is part of Mitzrayim Goshen is part of Mitzrayim 
that answers the question because sof sof is because in the end, bottom line, Goshen is a part of Mitzrayim. Unnisht Eretz Knan, and it's not a part of Knan, which is the promised land for the Jewish people. So even though they're settling in here and they're getting comfortable, but it's not their land, it's Mitzrayim. And therefore, even though they settled into the land of Goshen, it's still considered that they're a stranger, they're in Golos, they're in exile. By the very fact that they're not in their promised land, which is Knan, it's their own land, they are a stranger in a land which doesn't belong to them. And that's why the, the Pasuk emphasizes that it's in Eretz Mitzrayim, because even though we're describing a situation of comfort and settling in and taking over and so on, but in the end it's not their land, therefore the Pasuk explains this is why they're strangers in this land, and that's why Rashi points that out by saying, Shihi may Eretz Mitzrayim, because Goshen is part of Mitzrayim, even though we know that fact, the fact we know, but how it fits into this Pasuk is being emphasized by saying, they settle, but it's still Mitzrayim. But still, things need to be understood. At least, uh, when we look at it from the inner dimension of, from the Hasidic perspective, to understand what's going on there. Since you do what's known, as the Kavanah from Golos Mitzrayim is given, the purpose of going into Mitzrayim was so that the Eden would become refined there and to become deserving or fitting, befitting to be able to receive the Torah and then to be able to enter Yisrael there was a certain refinement process that was needed in order for the Eden to be ready for the receiving of the Torah and entering Yisrael so then how did this purpose of going to Mitzrayim how was that carried out meaning the lighter on the refinement process from Golos which Golos is meant to refine them and this is meant to come through being enslaved in Mitzrayim and when, it, when in fact what happened was they settled in comfortably how is this leading to refinement to prepare them for Going to uh, to Kabbalah Satayr, the Kashavet Noch Starker, and this question becomes even more pronounced. Light with the Inu from their Inu Vayachzuba, that Mavur and Helika Drusha Batayr. The way Vayachzuba is explained in Drush, in the Medrash. Ubahagdim, and to explain why this becomes even more emphasized, the way the Medrash point, uh, explains it. When, we, when the Pasuk says that they took hold of it, which means they made camp there, they settled in, um, which means that they made it theirs, Darf Oiskum, and it would come out as Erez Goshen is given, it would seem that Goshen became a holding of the Jewish people. This became their land. They, took, they bought it, or they took hold of it and made it theirs so it, became, it remains theirs which has to be understood how could you say about a part of Eretz Mitzrayim that just becomes a holding 
and an inheritance for the Jewish people. What's their connection to that? Eretz Canaan is a Yerushafayidin. The land of Canaan, Eretz Yisrael, that's a, the inheritance of Jewish people. The estate, as the Pasuk says, Hashem said to Avram, I will give you this land, meaning Canaan, as an inheritance. But how is Eretz Mitzrayim becoming a, a holding of the Yidin? How does that become their real estate? In Derech Hapshad, this is talking Kashanish. If you look at it on the surface, it's uh, the simple understanding of the Pesukim. It does, it's not a great question. Since the, uh, the duration in which they lived and settled in Eretz Mitzrayim was the whole time in the land of Gashim was the entire time that they were in Mitzrayim, which is Redushana, 210 years. Is Masim in Pashto, so therefore it's quite fitting to speak in terms of in the Mlashim for Nachuza, it's quite if somebody, they, uh, people move in to an entire neighborhood or entire province and they spend 210 years there, that means they made it theirs. They've been living there for 210 years. That's enough in, in the simple understanding of the Psukim to call it. They settled in and they made it theirs. It is, after all, going to last for 210 years. But when you look at it from the perspective of Medrash, Medrash looks at the inner picture. What's going on inside? What does this all mean? Not what happened. What does it all mean? Is Fartnish Glatik over there? It doesn't it doesn't seem to flow, to work. Because this, the, looking at from the inner purpose of all this, what does it mean that the Yidin made holdings, uh, laid down roots in Mitzrayim? That doesn't, what do you mean they took over? What do you mean they made it theirs? This is not Eretz Yisrael. Why are they making it theirs? The Radak in Sefer Yeshua bring B'Shem Hadrash. The, the Radak brings in, in Sefer Yeshua where it talks about the quotes of Pasuk there he brings in the name of Drash in other words a, a Medrash type thing that what is written over there in, as Yeshua that Yeshua conquered the whole land of Goshen which generally means that it's somewhere in Eretz Yisrael there was a place called Eretz Goshen but he says no. It means Goshen that was in Eretz Mitzrayim, and it was included into the lands of Eretz Yisrael. And the far rechant is the pasuk dar tzvishin t'shtet for nachlas bnei Yehuda, and that's why the pasuk over there counts it as one of the the provinces, the places that the the shevet Yehuda inherited, that's what they took over in Yisrael. and but it was really a place the, the Goshen of Mitzrayim according to this we could explain at least in the perspective of Medrash that what does it mean that they made it theirs that when it says that it became their holding in other words they inherited it because that's in fact what happened in the time of Yeshua it became a part of Eretz Yisrael 
but it's difficult to say this in fact what, does, what sense does it make to say as in the sites from the uh, Yisrael, that in the time when the Pasuk that we're dealing with the Yidin settled into Eretz that it should already be called at this point hundreds of years earlier it should be called that they settled in and they made it theirs why? Because the Farvas went hundred to Yarm Shpeder because hundreds of years later that Eretz Gaisha Nivlaveren Toch Kibish Yeshua Tzvishnadar Yisrael eventually two and three hundred years later close to three hundred years later it would be take, uh, included into the land of Eretz Yisrael and through Yeshua through Yeshua's conquering it even you know if we interpret it the, the way the Medrash does which is that it became part of Eretz Yisrael but 300 years later how could you say that they settled in and they made it theirs because two, close to 300 years later it would become part of Eretz Yisrael is the beer in them so the explanation it's written in Medrash as that Parai gave Sora as a gift the land of Gosh, and he gave it to her, gifted it to her in the time when she got uh, taken to his palace, and so on, and so on. That's why, that's why the Yidin settled there, because it belonged to Sarah. It was their mother's, it was the grandmother's holding. So they, of course they settled there. So it comes out, so it comes out the Yidin received Goshen as an inheritance, Sarah Imenu, Sarah our mother, bequeathed it to the entire Jewish people. When you come to Mitzrayim, this is where you'll settle in, this is where you're going to live, it's my estate. The midvert of a noch starke de kasha, but that brings, it makes the question even more pronounced. That bring, brings back, now we get back to what the what the Rebbe was saying, this whole thing has to be explained in order to understand the question. Now we have to understand even more so how is it that the Yidin are meant to go through a Golos, which is meant to be a refinement process when they find themselves in the land of Geishan, when Geishan is actually theirs, it actually literally belongs to the Jewish people. Therefore, they are not as a stranger in a land which is not theirs, which is what Hashem said would happen. So, how does that happen when they live in the family estate? Hey, that Medos Fashtein, so we'll understand this. According to what is explained in Torah, as the Allah Proteyavayda from Golos Mitzrayim, that all the details of how the Torah describes what happened to the Yidden in Mitzrayim the work that the slavery that they had to put in like it says difficult work with mortar and with bricks each detail every detail that is mentioned there also has a spiritual counterpart and specifically in in the study of Torah when it says with hard work, zukusha, that means the questions and the when one poses in the learning of Torah, there's always questions that come up. That's what it's referring to. Bechaimer, 
with the mortar, which is an, uh, refers to the Kalvachaymer, which is the Kalvachaymer process of learning one thing from another, which is a part of the study of Torah. And when it says bricks, that means the Libun Hilcha Halacha. Libun also means, Levenim could also come from the word purifying, so that when there's discussion and opinions and so on, but in order to get to the bottom line, what is the f- final word on this? What's the halacha, the bottom line halacha? You have to be able to eliminate the opinions that are not going to be ruled according to. So that's a, like a refinement process, and that's what libun, uh, levena means libun hilchasa, to clarify the what's the bottom line halacha. So these are three methods, three areas of study of Torah when a Yid is involved and works toils in the difficult work of learning Torah so by that he is able to ward off the other kind of hard work from Golos Mitzrayim as presented by Golos Mitzrayim so therefore doesn't have to end up doing slave labor labor is because he did instead his toil in the study of Torah and therefore doesn't have to have to do the other kind of hard work but the mission is that as the mission actually says anyone that accepts upon him the yoke of Torah because the diuk in them is oil Torah the, the, uh, an important part of this is the word oil the yoke of Torah the yoke means the forces himself to do things which perhaps he wouldn't want to do that's the meaning of a yoke a yoke means it's the, uh, that the contraption that keeps the animal in the physical sense it keeps the animal on the straight on a straight path it doesn't let him turn this way that way he would want to turn to the right or turn to the left but the yoke doesn't allow him which means a yoke means this is what you're going to do whether you like it or not so that expresses the hard work of studying Torah not just I let my mind go or roam wherever it wants I'm, you know, it's the work of the hard work of Torah so when one does that the Mishnah says they take away from him he becomes freed from the yoke of the government and the yoke of other things which are expected in life He's freed from that because he's dedicated himself to the study of Torah, the hard work of Torah, and he's freed from any other kind of hard work. In a similar way, we can explain in our matter, because even when the Yidm were in the land of Goshen, even there, they also sort of paid their dues when Ufketon the Inyanim from the Golos, they paid their dues and accomplished everything that has to be accomplished through Golos, through the exile and being enslaved in Mitzrayim, through their toil in Torah, in the Beisa Talmud, in the study hall, in the Yeshiva, which Yaakov and his sons established in Gaishan. This is also when, uh, another hint, allusion, in the similar to Yenishul Torah, the inner dimension of Torah, Babir and Pirush Rashi, in the explanation that Rashi gives, the way he explains it, they took, they made it theirs. 
the Golos Mitzrayim is ein erstet kufe. In Golos Mitzrayim, in the first period of that Golos, when the Eden Hamazich Dord Bazetz, when the Eden first settled there, by Yeshav Yisrael, as expressed by this Pasuk in the Eden settled, is Nishgivem Fabun Mitavayda Kasha, Vachuldu Bagashmis, was not yet they weren't yet enslaved by having to do hard work and so on physically. But to the contrary, then they lived in a fashion in which it was clear that they were living in the best part of the land. And that they're living in their own place. It's theirs and that's where they live. Everybody knew and recognized as land that they didn't live in their own country, their own uh, uh, city or uh, province, and that they live there and they do they live life the way they want to live life. And that they're not under the control of Mitzrayim. And the enslavement to Golos was expressed exclusively in the study of Torah. They were doing the work of Golos only simply by studying Torah and being dedicated and working hard at it. And that was the slavery. There was no other slavery. Vav. But it still needs more explanation. Before we begin, so that explains the what the settlement they settled in, but they experienced Golos through Limadatayra, through the study of Taira. That was the Golos at that time, at least. His father took up enough beer, but it still needs more explanation. The Baltzavs have been eaten gyarshent. Like Pirushamer, since in the end the Yidden actually inherited the way the Medrash says Eretz Goshen from Sarah, they inherited the land of Goshen from Sarah. Hint: We can as far as farechend veren as Golus beres leilam. So how do you consider that to be in a in a an exile, which is in a land which doesn't belong to them? They were literally living in their own land. Is the beer in them? So the explanation is that is Goshen a geher to Eden mitzad the Yerushalmi Sara. And even though it's true that the land of Goshen belonged to the Yidden because they inherited from Sara, doch hat sie nicht vermocht in sich die Dargesaktusha. Still, the land of Goshen did not contain the levels of of holiness was Eretz Yisrael hat in sich, which Eretz Yisrael has. Eretz Yisrael has holiness. That is the land in which Hashem's attention is fully focused on Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Goshen cannot be said to be that at all. When in them is Bashtan the Golos, and that's why this was considered a Golos, in a land which is not theirs. While they were living in Eretz Goshen. Even in the first period, when it was recognized that it's theirs and they're here under their own terms and so on. They were under pressure. They didn't. They weren't. Were not able to enjoy it. It was annoying and irking that they have to live in a land which is not the holy land, not the land which Hashem is fully focused on. 
on the mid guf and through this itself is the is the is the eretz land. That's why it's a land which is not theirs. It's not theirs as the Jewish people. It might be their real estate holding, but that's not their land. That's not where they need to be. That's not the spiritual home of the Jewish people. Uh, it's not the important land and the holy land which is what they deserve with this distress itself and that's how they experienced in the early stages the, the experience of Golos by living in Mitzrayim <coughs> Zayat and although the beginning of their sojourn in Mitzrayim, the Golos Mitzrayim is given in an Oifen from the Yahzubah Canal, was in a way that they were, they took hold of it and they owned it, they took ownership, is this in itself, the fact that they were, even though at that time they were still on top of the world, so to speak, they owned it, it was theirs under their own terms. But this already is a descent. This is not really where a Jew is supposed to be, where the Jewish people are meant to be. It's not the high point of their, of who they are. It is low, but it's it's a lowering of their standards. In comparison to their status as they were when they lived in Eretz Canaan before they came to Mitzrayim. So this already opened the door as is on That was already the chink in the armor that eventually the real Golos set in and they allowed themselves to be dragged into the real Golos. Which means after the end once this initial period was over in his mom, Yosef, what happened there was the time when Yosef died. and all his brothers, and that whole generation started a whole new generation. And because the old guard had already passed on, so the dedication to Torah began to wear off. In the yeshiva that Yaakov and his sons, when they were there, so they were looking after things, and there was a big koch and and so on. But then when they passed away, so now it, uh, you know, it waned. And in fact, they began to lose that sense. We're not in Israel. We're not in the Holy Land. So we're away from home, and that that this is distressing. They lost that feeling of being distressed by not being in Eretz Yisrael, and they felt comfortable where they were. So that's what led. That's what be, then, then began the Shibud Mitzrayim the enslavement to Mitzrayim in a literal sense. Because now they weren't anymore um, being Yitzer; they weren't exchanging the Shibud Mitzrayim by being totally dedicated to that toil of Torah once that was no longer there so then they had to become literal uh, being enslaved to Mitzrayim until it sound, it almost felt like that was the day that they entered Mitzrayim because it changed from a spiritual 
enslavement to being in Mitzrayim, to a physical, literal enslavement to Mitzrayim. That was written about when Yosef died. It was as if that day they entered Mitzrayim. They began to forget that those land it became forgotten that this is really, they own it, that they didn't really own Goshen. That sort of faded to the background. And they began to literally feel the, the stress of Golos. And that's what Rashi is trying to explain. The Yidin lived and settled in Eretz Mitzrayim. Where? In the land of Goshen. Shehim Eretz Mitzrayim, which is part of Mitzrayim. What does he mean to say? In Anhaib is the Golos Mitzrayim Takigaven. At the beginning, the Golos Mitzrayim was experienced. Where was it? In Anhaib from Eretz Goshen. Originally, the land of the Golos Mitzrayim was experienced as the land of Goshen. Meitavaris, the best place in the, the best uh, holdings in the, in the Mitzrayim and so on. You always have to keep in mind that this is Mitzrayim. It's not Eretz Yisrael. Those goof of Asidnaham is gedarft, Bazetsin and Eretz Goshen. Which means that the very fact that the Yidin had to settle in Eretz Goshen, main Shaina Yerida in Eretz Mitzrayim, that already means they should understand. They had to remember that this means we're not in Eretz Yisrael. We are in Mitzrayim. It's a golos even though things are going well. Unnach meren even more. Eretz Goshen alein is favandled given in the ergsten golos Mitzrayim. In fact, Goshen itself became the worst. It, it turned into a terrible golos Mitzrayim. Shehim Eretz Mitzrayim, which is again emphasized by Rashi by saying, this is Mitzrayim. When, how did that happen? When they stopped using the best land that they were in for the purpose of serving Hashem. When it became comfortable in just being, living in a, in a good land. When they, when they felt comfortable, the more comfortable they felt, the more they rebelled against Hashem, as the Pasuk said. When in Eretz Goshen Gufa, and in the Goshen itself, with the Idnam Gilep, the whole Meshel's Managos, where they lived the entire span of the Gols Mitzrayim, Givorin, the Shibbat Mitzrayim Kibshutai, so then it became literal. Not only was it a spiritual Gols, but it, now it became that's where they were enslaved. The whole enslavement took place in the land of Goshen. That's where it actually happened. So Rashi is describing. Uh, without saying so much, but that the involvement from living and settling into their own land and how it turned into literal Mitzrayim, the ugly gullus that uh, that it became. Ches, even the monter pirush in vayayichsu, the 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 mention that he said before loshen achuzah that it means yachsu means that they it was like an inheritance asidn hom geyarshin eretz Mitzrayim. That the Yidin Eretz Goshen, sorry, that the Yidin inherited Goshen is Oich Masim with an Uftu from Golos Mitzrayim bePnimis Yonim that also works well. It uh, sort of fits in very well with how we understand Golos Mitzrayim from the perspective of Chassidus.
And from them is like verstandig, and by this we also understand that even though if we look at it from the simple, on the simple level, the simple pshat, the word achuzah doesn't necessarily have to mean inheritance in the literal sense of the word, it just means taking hold, making it theirs. It doesn't necessarily mean that they actually inherited it, as the Medrash says they inherited it from Sarah. Barashi alludes to this by saying, using the word achuzah, which is generally means relates to inheritance. In Yena Shultaira Bahalten in Rashi, so he does bring it out in a way that the the words behind the words, the meaning behind the words to explain. The beer in them to explain this. The Kavana Fun Golos Mitzrayim is given as Idenzol Mavarazain. The purpose of Golos Mitzrayim, as we said before, was that the Yidin should refine Unmitnemzich and take along with them, remove when they left Mitzrayim, the Nitzutzas Adusha, the holy sparks, was Gifinizich in Mitzrayim, which they, which are, were found in Mitzrayim. And those are the Teichon Pnimit from Veinatzolus Mitzrayim, which is the real meaning, the inner meaning of the words in the pasuk, and they emptied Mitzrayim, which means of material wealth. But uh, Chazal tell us Teichon that that's the way the Chazal explained it to mean Asauuk Mitzula Mitzudusheim Badogon. They made it like a silo which is emptied from any uh, grain, which normally is in a silo, and a trap which doesn't have any fish. So what it means is they emptied out all the holiness that was in Mitzrayim. That the Yidin elevated and refined all those sparks of holiness which are f- fell from the world of chaos which had fallen down and embedded themselves into Mitzrayim and the Yidden over those 210 years uplifted and took along left Mitzrayim void of any holiness at all and that's what Rashi means when he says he interprets the word and uses the word which generally relates to inheritance the purpose of the Yidin settling into Mitzrayim, Golos Mitzrayim, is given was for the purpose as Yidin Zolom Dorten Durch Dem Yerizayin the Nitzutzes from the was for the purpose of them inheriting, taking over the those sparks of holiness from the world of Toyu, the world of Kes, which is a very high level type of godly energy, which fell into uh, by a breakdown of the world of Toyu, they fell down into inappropriate places in the world of Tikkun, in our world as we know it. And it's our job to elevate those holy sparks, those very highly elevated sparks, back to their source of Ketusha. So they did that. They took uh, that which Mitzrayim had control of, those holy sparks. They inherited it, and they took it as their holdings. Okay, as is known, what uh, the Maimah that the Friediger Rebbe said, that Sidre Hayerusha by Umasa Eilam is al derech tachsiv. That one, when we talk about inheritance by the, the other nations of the world, is similar to what it says in the pasuk of Bein Ein Loi, 
the Pasuk says in the Torah where it talks about the order of inheritance if somebody dies who inherits his estate you know there's the son is first if not the daughter and then the brothers and so on so it says if he doesn't if he doesn't have a son then it ends up you should give his inheritance to the brother so over here that's how we inherit all the all the holiness which is embedded in those places which belong to the rest of the other nations. You should give it to his brother. What does that mean? Since the Pasuk says, isn't Esav a brother to Yaakov? So in other words, in a certain sense, we are, we are brothers, Esav and Yaakov. So what that means is, there are all these sparks of holiness which are under the control of Esav or the other nations but we are the brother and he doesn't have a son there's nobody to take care of it uh, from Esau's people therefore it gets transferred to the Yidin that's what it means so that's what the Yidin did they inherited the sparks of holiness while they were in Mitzrayim and that's why Rashi uses the word Achuzah because, uh, which usually is associated with inheritance because he, he's alluding to the fact that the Yidin were there for the purpose of inheriting those holy sparks is moving. Based on all this, we can understand the the connection between these two meanings that are given to the word whether the Yidin took hold of it or it took hold of the Yidin. According to the simple understanding of the Pasuk, the Vayachzuba means they took hold of it. For him in Pashtus, because in the simple, on the simple level, the way things appear, then in the time of Ayigash, which is where this is being discussed, the enslavement of Mitzrayim had not yet begun. The country, at that time it's still was apparent that Eretz Gershom was Jewish holdings that belonged to them they were there in their own terms as we said that's why the, the simple meaning of the word means they inherited it but according to the way the Medr sees it was touched in them the drash from the medrash which always looks behind the scenes what is really going on is from The word vayachzu means that it took hold of them. As that the land took a hold of them, but and and grabbed them. So that they were forced. They were being held in Goshen against their will. Vibal, what does he mean by that? Vibal does in toich is the Yashvus in that it's Gershon given an Inyum from Yerid because even though it seemed that they were so comfortable and everything was great at that time but the truth is that already then they were being they were already had gone down a level they were no longer in Nez Yisrael they were in Mitzrayim things were beginning to unravel even more and as soon as Makam Tzashibit this was leading to an eventual um, literal enslavement to Mitzrayim, as we said before. 
Therefore, if you look on, uh, underneath what's going on on the uh, on the external, externally, where everything they're in charge, but when you look beneath the surface, you see that they're not in charge at all. It's in charge of them. It's leading them down into the Golos Mitzrayim, the literal Golos Mitzrayim. And in a way that the, the land of Geishim was holding on to them. And it took control of them. That it was against their will that they were being held there. And the, what is the reason that there has to be this that they had to be uh, according to the explanation the why does there have to be this idea that the land had to hold on, uh, take control of that and the rumors in Rashi that is also alluded to in the undercurrent of what Rashi is saying the purpose the reason why they had to be in Golos Mitzrayim as the, in the way that the Medish expresses it is Ongedait in Loshon Achuza is brought out in the when you say the simple meaning which is Achuza the reason that they had to go into enslavement to Mitzrayim was so that they could take control or inherit all the good the holiness of the sparks of Toyu that fell down in the breakdown of the world of Toyu they fell down into Mitzrayim and then when they have when they've elevated all that and that happens through going into Mitzrayim into the literal sense in, as a, an alien in a country that is not yours then they would leave with the great wealth which is those sparks of holiness that they were able to elevate